It's those two assholes. <clears throat> those two idiots you saw me talking to at the third rail. Just he doesn't want to touch the third rail. That, that is the third rail. Saying white people have interest. Third rail. The third rail here is uh, another wonderful show on our on the uh, TRS network. And it's the third rail. You will be destroyed. It's the third rail. You will be destroyed. Watch out for the third rail, baby. That's how folks just like zog continues to crumble in real time this is happening it is episode 229 229 of the most huggable carhartt doomer podcast on air since 1973 the third rail we are coming to you almost live in the mobile third rail studio this time from yeah. Oh, fuck it. We're back after a hiatus and a spiritual cleanse that left us feeling like uh, we left all our troubles behind, like in a Taco Bell bathroom. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, <laughs> for, uh, I, I have uh, two of my regular co-hosts with me. He is one of the most insightful men on the distant right. He taught me that lotteries are just traps for time travelers. It is Larry Ridgeway. How are you, sir? <laughs> did I Did I say that? No, but it sounds like something oh, you would. So lot, go ahead and correct you. Lotteries are trapped for time travels. Hey, man, how are you though? Thank you for having me on the program. I am doing good, and also he is my grooming instructor and my emotional support animal. It is Nikkei. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? Oh. I'm doing good. Uh, we, uh, as I said to the audience, we took a little bit of a hiatus. We, we you know, I felt like uh, one for the holidays, and two, I think we all just needed a little bit of a break. And uh, I, I spent my time bettering myself. I actually dropped a bunch of vices, but also because of the, the Larry Ridgway influence, uh, to substitute for all the vices I gave up, I started vaping occasionally. Yeah. That's just not Yeah. But now I look like the quitting time whistle at the dipshit factory. You know? All the steam blowing up. You know what you looked like before, though? You looked like a man yeah. who was just waiting to die of cancer. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a wise man once said, "It's pretty gay to have cancer." Yeah, it's like I'd rather <laughs> I, I'd rather look like a uh, like the manager at the dipshit factory holding a vape, uh, or better to look like that than to just be dead. Yeah, look Fair, like nothing. All fair I, I, In in defense of uh, vaping, for that reason, you know, uh, my my dad. Uh, used to, to smoke and you know he still lives a very active lifestyle uh, because of his, his job but uh, you know nobody liked the fact that he was smoking regularly and like his uh, switch to vaping is just a lot more reassuring that like one day we won't have to to drag him through like cancer treatment in the in the worst ways possible because you know his side of the family had a lot of uh uh, history of cancer and not getting cancer is, is a really good thing like i don't want to have to be when i'm like you know uh in my in my 30s and 40s i don't want to have to be worrying about you know helping my family through lung cancer or help or like yeah. having your family help you through lung cancer yeah True. so we're going to take the brave position on this podcast that cancer is bad i will say this though <laughs> Yeah, very incident right. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very unpopular opinion, folks. Fuck cancer, all right. <laughs> I will say, all right, we're gonna keep it. I will oh, sorry, say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The, uh, I want to do play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I will say I heard from a wise sage once, Ambrose. He said that uh, 
I think, try to think of exactly what he said here. I think he said that smoking cigarettes is like a magnet to getting pussy. Uh, smoking is coming back in terms of like just popularity for younger people, but it's also just not worth it, man. Oh God, no, no. I mean, honestly, I mean, again, oh my God, we're gonna turn this into a after school special, aren't we? But the <laughs> fact is, the fact is, smoking really does look cool, and you know, it, it and all that, but it's just not worth the trouble just because the stink alone. So do you remember? Don't those, don't. Do you remember the old posters, Specter? It was like a. Uh, had a picture of a bunch of animals with a cigarette in their mouth. They're like, it looks just as dumb when you do it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, I mean, no, it doesn't. Really, uh, oh, oh. You know what? That's the People only can thing. say that, sorry, but you can go on YouTube and find videos of orangutan smoking with millions of views. And, you know, people aren't watching those videos because they think, oh, look at the dumb monkey. And they said, man, that's a really cool looking orangutan. Nah, dude, no. <laughs> Fucking orangutans? People, millions of people a year go to see orangutans, and that's because they smoke cigarettes, and they're fucking cool. <laughs> That's why people go to zoos. They know that these fucking cigarette smoking apes are out. That's what they want to see, for real. I'd rather, I'd like to see that. They get addicted to smoking cigarettes because they're awesome. Uh, I'm already I'm orangutan. Okay, it's cigarette smoking orangutans. I start my new job at um, what is it? More um, R. J. Morris next week. Is that the? <laughs> It's R.J. Okay. Reynolds and Philip Morris. <laughs> R.J. Morris. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we're going to keep it a very quick show today. Um, so I don't even really have any particular topics. I had, like, two little things that were – one was um, the ACLU's uh, calling curriculum transparency, which I guess uh, is what they're calling it, where student, you know, parents want to see what their damn uh, kids are being taught in public schools. And so the ACLU has said that this is a thinly veiled attempt to chill teachers from talking about race and gender. So now we have the ACLU officially on record against, let me double check this, government transparency. Mm. What's with all these like... Always has been. Yep, yep. What's what's the average intelligence for people in this country, you think? Like in in general? Like high 90s? It's like 98... Well, right. uh, wait, are you talking white people or people in general? Just Americans like, in general. If we just take like the, th- the 300 and like God knows how many million people that live here. Uh, I'd go 85. Okay. 85 so IQ. Pretty low. So <laughs> think about this. Like all of these fucking organizations that like public facing organizations that put out all this material and shit. They always want to make these, you know, simple concepts that are. Um, like intuitively bad, like critical race theory and shit like that, and they want to dress them up in this like highfalutin uh, vocabulary, so that like the, the average man can't understand, doesn't like understand what's going on here. Like the fact that we just can't call, it, like that they, you know, they don't call it what it is, just fucking drives me insane. And I feel like that's like very basic bitch and like day one shit. Like oh yeah, people lie to us, but it can't be emphasized enough that like we live in a country full of fucking retards. And they're like, well, curriculum transparency. It's like, you could just tell it, like, you think that fucking parents being able to know what their kids are being taught in school is bad. Yeah. Well, it should be that simple, but... No, it's 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 all got to become this, like, uh, just, just huge distraction. Not because the parents don't deserve... No, they obviously do, but it, they, they couch it in these bullshit terms like, oh, it's CRT, and let's just not even talk about what the R in CRT means, and that it's actually just an anti-white agenda. 
let's let's talk about this uh, vague, uh, you know, ill-defined thing that we can really just blame, blame on the Democrats because they're attacking American patriots. That's who, that's what this that's what CRT really is. It's just um, you know, Democrats attacking patriots always because they are always the real racist. And it's just come on, guys. I mean, you have I had this other little thing from Jared Sexton Yates. Jared Yates Sexton. He's like a professor of creative writing or something in Indiana. He's he's a goy, but he always has these really desperation lengthy effort post threads on Twitter. He just really wants to get into the anti-white game. He really wants to become one of those voices, right? But he just never says anything interesting. I think the one time he had something interesting, um, he said he had been working for six months on some big expose for some journalism project, and then like Donald Trump Jr. tweeted it out. This was like 2018, and the guy just had a meltdown on Twitter over it. <laughs> just ruined all of his but, work that he did. Yeah, he's just like, I, I spent six months working on that, and Don Jr. just tweeted it out. And, he yo, just tweeted I it remember, out. I remember that, yeah, and he just yep. – Said it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, th- this one, his newest effort post is like, you can, uh, the desperation to get a seat at the Shabos Goy table is, is just palpable. Uh, well, it should be. Um, it's just a, a, his Twitter thread, but he says the CRT conspiracy theory is rebranded Nazi style anti Semitism that's being used by wealthy donors and their think tanks to weaponize history for their own purposes while radicalizing people to take over local governments and clear the way for privatization of education. I wish it was. If that's only yeah, really. If that's all it was, then fine. Jesus Christ! Like but yeah, the, he just, the problem is it's not anti-Semitic. It's it's just like people not wanting their kids to to be like shamed for being white. It's it's the most basic self-preservation instinct. It doesn't have a broader view of the social system and how it really works. It's just that basic. Well, well, brother, it's also bad for black people. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> Like <laughs> uh, yes. oh people my don't God. want the race-based medicine. White people don't want the race-based medicine. Black people are finest Americans. They don't want the medicine either. It's like this is, this is like the the we're going back to that whole George W. Bush bigotry of soft expect the soft bigotry of low expectations. No, we it's need like, to, oh. we need to become compassionate conservative specter. Uh, oh yeah, that's that that really helps. That's gotten us a really good place so far. That's no, a, I just uh, that's a callback, Spectre. By the way, yeah, I I know, I I see that. Um, no, I, with this guy, it's just like he's been doing these anti-white threads for the longest time, but now it, it's really clear that in the media sphere, um, it's not enough anymore to just be anti-white and quote unquote anti-racist. You have to make everything anti-Semitism, or you're not going to get a, a seat at the table. You're not going to get your voice heard. And I think that's where this guy's pivoting to. And it's just kind of funny to watch this this the level of desperation. Like, pay attention to me. I'm a good Shabos Goy, too. But, yeah, I had that. And that was... <laughs> Trash. Oh. <laughs> That's what I and then the only fucking other... garbage that I was reading this morning. And then the only other thing I literally had was uh, from our good friends at the Hyphen R- Report, um, who also known in the going forward in the future all of our show prep. Um, <laughs> no, these guys were actually doing some really good stuff, but... Uh, they they have a headline about the United Nations unironically using the phrase deeply concerned in condemnation of Holocaust denial. And it's really just funny because uh, they go into detail about what they consider Holocaust denial at this point. And I you know, I guess I've always known this, and it's probably not the first time it's been mentioned, but it's it's just it it shows just how fucking desperate this whole the, this whole thing is because they say that the resolution has an expansive definition of Holocaust denial, which is, Holocaust denial may include 
publicly denying or calling into doubt the use of principal mechanisms of destruction, such as gas chambers, mass shootings, starvation, and torture, or the intentionality of the genocide of the Jewish people. I'm like, man, that's kind of interesting that they're really, you know, that it's getting to them that they have to, like, emphasize the part about the principal mechanisms of destruction, the homicidal gas chambers, and then they actually add in the mass shooting because that's where they're retreating to. Because the yeah, gas. I wonder if anyone's like, been talking about that lately. Wonder <laughs> apropos think? of uh, apropos of what I wonder. I don't know. It all of a sudden it's becoming the Holocaust of bullets instead of geese. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, any efforts to excuse or minimize the impact of the Holocaust, which basically means if we cite the Holocaust as a reason we need something, you can't say otherwise. Yeah, that, of the that's, number of victims. that's so fucking insane, dude. Like, if we say we need something because of the Holocaust, you can't say otherwise. Like, when you put it like that. And the thing is yep. that it's it's just unbelievable that, like, 99% of the people in this country and in the world at large don't know about this shit. But, like, that, this is what the, the forces that are running the world are doing. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, the third one on here, or C in the little, I don't even know what they call that in the footnote. I don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> attempts to blame the Jews for causing their own genocide. Well, uh, hey. Implying that Jews have to face consequences for their actions. Exactly. Look. That's really a stretch to uh, call it denial at that point. You can believe everything happened to them that they claim happened and still think they deserved it. Well, it's just – has there ever been a people that can tell you over and over how they've been oppressed and beaten and hurt and and marginalized and tortured and, and genocided, but they can't tell you why? Well, they I never guess, want to tell you this why. resolution, they don't really want you to. There is one. Mm. <laughs> well, what's that old like? Uh, it was like an old, I've seen this around before. The old proverb or something. that was like the Jew will tell you like what was done to him, but he'll never tell you why. And exactly, that's such yeah. a good point, Nikkei. Is that like the um? Fuck! What did you? Oh yeah, you can't really. It's it's it can't. It's not really a denial at that point. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Let's say that you acknowledge all the insane shit that they say, but then you're just like they deserved it. You can't do that under the umbrella of you're denying it. Like what the fuck? Does, like, that doesn't even make any sense. It's like you were doing what with the goose during the Weimar Republic? Yeah, you deserve to be a lampshade. You better stop yeah. denying that it happened, Nikkei. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a new one. This is actually a new one on me. D in parentheses statements that cast the Holocaust as a positive historical event. <laughs> <laughs> so denialism is just like yeah it happened and it should have that's denial that's denialism apparently now that so sounds, that's that you know sounds like endorsement is what it sounds I, it, like yeah i mean that's kind of the opposite of denial They're it's really like in fact it's a blueprint bill. oh my god yeah but it, it's only like so one thing that uh hasn't really been said uh in the discussions of this, like, you know, this week, is that this is just some, another just gay-ass UN resolution to, to pass measures. It's a, they resolve to do something else that they actually haven't done yet. So it's really the most meaningless of gesture, gestures, gestures, that, uh... These jesters. It, yeah, these jesters, gestures mean nothing to me. 
Um, the last one on here, I'm actually confused by because this actually seems to would go against what Israel wants done right now, which is E attempts to blur the responsibility for the establishment of concentration and death camps devised and operated by Nazi Germany by putting blame on other nations or ethnic groups. The Polish delegation insisted on putting in the, uh, in the I'm bill. surprised it got in there is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Poles were able to put that in there because that's the latest thing the Jews have been trying to do to the Poles is blame them so that they can, you know, yeah, yeah, you got to pay us that guy. You owe us. You have yeah. Holocaust us. I'm just, I mean, I'm actually surprised that made it that well, far. I can imagine good. it being like offered, but it's yeah. coming into the final draft. That's like, fuck, yeah. Good for Poland, I guess. I mean, for now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not Im- that impressed by the way that they treat these things. Uh, it's, I mean, they, they're, they're still throwing Germany under the bus, and, you know, they can stand up and, and say otherwise, but they don't. Yeah, the, um, it's it's yeah. I, I can see how it snuck through there, but then the the point out something else that uh, speaking almost like directly addressing the fact that uh, you know the, the Daily Show has been just destroying the whole Holocaust narrative. The UN resolution stops just short of directly referencing these efforts, noting noting with concern the growing prevalence of Holocaust denial or distortion through the use of information and communications technologies. I'd like to think that we're part of that change, but that's a change that the narrative is going to have to, you know, undergo if it's going to survive. Yeah, and unless that change happens, Europe will not survive. Exactly. <laughs> and then the final demand is that the Holocaust, quote, forever be a warning to all people of the dangers of hatred, bigotry, racism, and prejudice. And that's well, really where let, it comes down let to. Let the Holocaust it? be a warning to all Jews. Stop giving us more ideas. <laughs> God, yeah, that took a dark turn. That took a dark turn. I was just going to go with this is like proof of what we say that you know the the Holocaust is the foundational uh, miracle of of the current world religion of you know Jew worshiping and Holocaust entity. Um, but yeah, I can go with what you said there, Nikkei. I'm and fine so with that. I'll regret every made put before our eyes. Ooh, I you know we're we're back in this 2022 first show of the year, already pushing up against uh, Brandenburg versus Ohio, aren't we? Um, <laughs> back in the saddle again, you know the old uh, the old train song. Yeah. Oh, so you know I'm I'm so out of t- uh, practice right now. We literally have gone like about f- three or four weeks without a show. Um. I, I started just rambling on what I, my topics were. You guys didn't talk about your topics, but more importantly, how was your vacation? How was your holidays? Did you get to see family? What happened with you guys? Larry, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, holidays were good, man. Hung out with my with my family and whatnot. Work, really just doing the same thing over and over again. Watched uh, watched some UFC fights. Drank some Labatt Blues. That's the only thing that keeps you sane anymore is the UFC fights, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It's like I don't even don't e- don't even really pay attention to politics. I just uh, want to want to hang out with my like racist friends and watch UFC fights. The state of the race war is whoever's winning in the UFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, last night, dude, was the fucking battle of the Aztecs and the fucking it was like the what are the two like warring nigger nations out there ready to like, kill each other now. 
All of them? Yeah, but there's like two of them. The Tootsies and the fucking... What are the other ones? The... <laughs> that was a, a while ago that happened. Yeah, it doesn't the matter. and Tootsies. They're, they're still trying to kill each other, probably. You know what I mean? Oh, probably. Yeah, it's just not on like as grand of a scale. <laughs> yeah, that you don't have any like piles of, of bodies like butchered with uh, machetes, allegedly. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it was just like two giant niggers fought last night, and then I was—we're not live, so I guess that's okay. And um, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> my my bad. Though. I know you try to keep. Why it. is we still giggle like teenagers every time that you know an in bomb drops on the show? I don't know. Yeah, well, it'll uh, never not be funny. It's because exactly. <laughs> I think it's because we're used to being on the uh, like on a platform or something where you have to like wash your watch your mouth. You wash your mouth. Watch your mouth and be like, "Oh fuck! Oh, I just said Speak the bad for word." Yourself. I said you the bad word. You know how many word. times I've forgotten that? You didn't on, forget it on here. <laughs> how many times I've also done that on your show on the air, Larry? You do it on purpose, though. Even on I here. don't. You send me messages on Threemo <laughs> every time you do it on the third rail. Like even when I'm not on the show, you're like, <laughs> "I just don't said you the forget N-word. it, Larry?" <laughs> like, I'll do it again. <laughs> you're like I'm trying to get Borzoi's channel. Like nuke from orbit because I'm just gonna say the N word on YouTube on repeat. Mm. <laughs> well, we what was it? There was that day where that like we had switched from one of the previous carriers to what we're on now, and so we were like, oh, we had a little more freedom now, you know. And I wasn't thinking about us being live streamed, and I just dropped like about three in a row, and like within seconds, the, the live stream was down from YouTube, and it was just like, fuck. Forza was like ready to strangle me. I was like. Oh, yeah, we're live streaming, aren't we? Oh, shit. On YouTube, too. It's like, oof. That quick, though, they were there, they were able to get you. Oh, they got us really quick on that one. I don't There's know some, how. Somebody must have been hate-watching. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to derail. I, holidays were good. Just kind of did the normal normal bit. Christmas was cool and, and stuff. I don't want to derail That's too great. bad. Nikkei probably I'm has like a much cooler... <laughs> story for holidays uh, no it was mine was also pretty low-key as well but um great time with my family we had a really delicious dinner and um uh you know it was comfy watching watching some movies together um i feel like i've i've told this already but maybe not i guess it would have been on the show but um on my on new year's i uh, i was uh i spent the evening with my brother, we were just watching uh, old Norm Macdonald bits on uh, on YouTube together, which was comfy way to spend it. But R.I.P. Norm, still still miss him. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to see family, uh, my family, the girlfriend's family. I got some really great hot sauce. Hell yeah! From yes. a very a very good friend. Uh, if you know what I'm saying, they're Nikkei. Yeah, how do you uh, like it? Oh, it's really good stuff, dude. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And um, yeah, Nikki and I actually got to see each other for a Christmas party before the holidays, which was very cozy. I mean, oh yeah, Christmas carols and just it was just a d- d- delightful time. And then that's probably the first time I've used the word delightful in a spoken, um, spoken. context ever in my life. Yeah, spoken word. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It was just it, the, was, it was just the right word. It was, it was a delightful a, time. No, it, was, it was extremely fitting. Yes. Um. Oh, and I got a couple of books for the new year from our friends AntelopeHillPublishing.com um, that I'm about to break into. I think they're the first two of the year. Uh, Servian, Servium, rather, 
uh, the political ideology of Adrian uh, Ariand. Ar- yes, Arcant. and yep, Arcant is that the way you pronounce it? Uh, and then from Scott Howard, the same guy who gave us the transgender industrial complex, he has a new book, The Open Society Playbook. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And that's from alopillpublishing.com. So I want to thank those guys for getting me a couple of copies, which uh, obligates me to read them and write a review. Which is um, is Serviam in uh, in hardback? I don't think so. Just because and I'm going to wait until it is. I know yeah, you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's... many times where I buy the soft cover and they come out with a hardback, and I'm just like, guess I got to buy it again. Well, hey, you know, it's they're like Funko Pops. You know, you want to get one that you keep in the box that you don't and crack, then, and then the one next, that you the next actually one share with the people. limited the limited edition box. It's the same Funko Pop, but the limited edition box. So you have to buy it again to put it on your shelf. That container, yep. though, bro. Oh, that container. Yes. Hey, but speaking of hot sauce, I also got a uh, bottle of hot sauce from 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 Nikkei. Have, have you been it, using it? A little bit. It's hot as fuck. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> is this is this some kind of Mediterranean attack on Larry and me? Like saying we're too white and we don't season our food or something? I mean, what the fuck <laughs> is going on here now? What What is a more white Christmas gift than giving people hot sauce? Hot sauce is something that like black people do. Remember Hillary Clinton told those droids that she's like, "What do you?" Those blacks were like, "Yo." What you keep in your hot? What you keep in your purse, hill dog? And she's like, "I'll tell you what. I've always kept in my purse was a bottle of hot sauce." And that was like a that oh was so God. cringe. And that that got one of those exactly from the yeah. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it was more racist to us than it was to black people. <laughs> I think I think what he's doing here is he's calling us groids, Specter. But yes, that's I know. exactly well, what it's I meant. Either... Or it's he's being a Mediterranean groid and saying, we white people don't season our food, and here's some hot sauce. Yeah. Why don't we try it? He thinks that hot sauce came from Turkey. It's like, okay. I'll come at it from an entirely different angle and just say, uh, like, it's actually just a a very male thing to do is get all of your Christmas shopping done in one store. That's absolutely true. So true. It's like, what would everybody like? Ooh, Nice Whatever the airport gift shop has to offer, it's yours. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice hot sauce. All right, yeah. Let me get a hot sauce for Larry and Spectre and everybody else. And uh, no, yeah, it, no, it actually. I th- I thought it was uh, very fitting because I'm. I think some people know this. I'm secretly a foodie, a food snob. And number two, you know, having spent 25 years in Texas, I'm. I do prefer you know hot sauce and a lot of things. So you know, when I cook my my Tex-Mex, it has already come in handy. So thank you. You're welcome. Glad you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys want to talk about? Well, well, uh, we got shit going down in Ukraine, and uh, I would like to put out the the call to action uh, to our to our listeners on combating uh, war support in this country. Yeah, I was about to say, can you Red Dead Redemption me on this? I'm I, all I know is that whenever somebody's calling for war, it's never good, obviously, and and if especially if it's the government, I mean the American government, Zog. So, but what what's the details like? Because I know that there's some confused loyalties, like there's maybe some kind of fascist battalion in the Ukraine that some of our guys like, but but they're run know. by Jews. Yeah, and, and then this Funded whole thing is really Jews. just. It's Russia, Ukraine has nothing to do with us. Nothing. There's no based side in this. There's. It's nothing that we should be involved in at all. But it's probably so, something the Jews want. The matter of fact is, there are 
ethnic Russians who live in eastern Ukraine, and Russia is trying to reincorporate that territory into its nation, uh, you know, to bring Russians back under the Russian flag. And it's done this in, a, you know, a mixed approach in terms of, uh, you know, backing uh, rebel forces in, in the area. And uh, there's, you know, credible allegations of deploying its own forces under, uh, under the guise of a paramilitary uh, force into the country. Uh, it's there lately there's been escalations in terms of arms supplies and diplomatic breakdowns between NATO countries and Russia. And the problem is, you know, it seems to be the, the, the case that they want us, they, they, or our government wants us, the, we, the people to, uh, to go into Ukraine and, uh, push back any possible direct Russian invasion and uh yeah i mean it's not going to be me that's that's for damn sure and it shouldn't be any of you dear listeners uh you know if if shit hit really hit the fan a lot of us are still within the age of selective service uh, if they want to rev up a good old draft and put our ass in another country but uh, i'm here to tell you that there are ways that you can uh resist such measures uh such as a conscientious objection to getting involved into a war. No, I would uh, imagine. I mean, are you talking about people actually already in the in the military? Because all they got to do is refuse the vax and they get their discharge. I mean, it's less than honorable that, or something yeah. like that. But, but um, from from what I, I and also I, unless it was a screen cap and I was just tricked because uh, I, I was like I, I was dumbfounded, but not enough to like actually investigate it. But apparently they're going to make it where you can't register for selective service unless you've been vaccinated or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fucked. Where you're not eligible for the draft if you haven't been vaccinated. And I'm like, well, good. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, how is that a bad thing? So I, that's why I kind of like I had some doubt, press X for doubt on it um, just because it sounded too good to be true. But I was like, eh. I, I could see them accidentally backing themselves into that corner with the, <laughs> the vax enjoy- or the, the COVID enjoyers. Chances are there there won't be a, a draft involved, but in the case of, uh, you know, continued escalation of of this crisis, one of the th- most important things that the regime needs to uh, continue this effort is public support, and they're they're already coming hot and heavy with the the propaganda. Uh, the Daily Beast uh, just put out an article on the nineteenth entitled. Can- kids cancer hospitals in the path of Putin's new attack route, <coughs> and uh. <laughs> uh, it's it's. So what now is I, is Putin fucking like killing children with cancer to reincorporate these people? Uh, he will allegedly. I mean, so we're at the point of hypothetical atrocity propaganda. Uh, oh, they 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 could. They could commit these atrocities if all this... Okay. I will read you the key quote here. Russian tanks can be here in less than an hour, said Sergei Zasimenko, the manager of a children's cancer ward in the city. Quote, the news means one thing. We have to be prepared for the war and evacuate kids with cancer from our clinic. 
Zasimenko, 37, is also a volunteer in the Territorial Defense Force, which trains civilians to support the army if the country comes under attack. The unit in Chernihiv uh, counts about 4,000 local volunteers who had their last round of military training a few months ago. So we have this uh, militia leader who also happens to be you know, the head of this children's cancer ward uh, telling you, oh my God, uh, you know, we, we, we need to plan to evacuate our, our children's cancer ward in case of invasion because they're coming right for us. I mean, this shit uh, is reminiscent of babies and in incubators, all of this shit. And you know what? The, the, the reality is this works on Americans, but it won't work if you, the listener, are there to combat it and call it out from the get-go. When, if you have family members or friends, co-workers, people around you, and you hear them talking about this atrocity propaganda that hasn't even happened yet, call it out. Call it out for being fake, for being bullshit, for being another justification for a new war, just like the Iraq war and the war in Afghanistan. Remind them get that this is all an attempt to propagandize them into being a war supporter. It's fake, and it's meant to trigger their emotional response to, to bullshit. Uh, and if you're there to combat that narrative, we can actually make a difference in this country in obliterating any chance for public support for this measure, for this effort to start World War III. I, I see this whole thing is I, I did a real quick study um, and I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to assume this has something to do with some kind of what oil pipeline that or, or not or oil supplies being sold to going east or west and, and Zog not liking it or some bullshit like that. But I, I was reading just some really fucked up things here that confused the hell out of me, which is, among other things, the mo majority of the weapons and heavy weapons in the Ukraine are actually sold to them by the Russians, including, you know, like all their ammo and, and rockets and shit like that. So we're in that stage of late capitalism, I guess, where you're just basically selling the arms to the people that you're going to invade. I mean, just to make the war last longer. I don't know. And then this whole thing has to, they're trying to get NATO ginned up and they, they want to invite Ukraine to be a member of NATO. And I'm looking at a map and pretty fucking far from the North Atlantic Ukraine is. Ukraine's over in the ass end of Europe or, you know, bordering up on Asia and they, they want it to join a North Atlantic Treaty Organization. I don't get that either. And I guess ultimately, aren't these people all Russian? What's the difference? Ukraine and Russia? I mean, who, who knows? What's, aren't they the same? I mean, they speak the same language. They look the same. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is going on here? I, I'm not willing to, to go out and say, uh, like some people, that Ukraine is a totally fake ethnic group. Um, some people do say that. I, I don't go that far. But I, I will say that there are people who are, like, absolutely unambiguously Russians who are living in Ukraine. And, and you know, it's the a lot of the uh, Donbass uh, region. And... You know, the the point I made about it uh, on Pleroma this week was that America would never do anything like this uh, for any of American citizens, like Russia does for its well, not and not its citizens, but its ethnic group, mm -hmm. uh, its nation in the broadest sense of the term. Uh, the the Russian nation exists outside of Russia because of you know political reasons over the decades, but like they're willing to go to bat 
to reincorporate, you know, their ethnic group back into their nation and like risk it all uh, for their for their people, for their ethnos. And that's something that I could never picture America doing. I gave him credit for that. Maybe I shouldn't like cause I, I when I was saying I don't know the difference between Russians and Ukrainians. I literally mean that. Like when I first got back to U.S., I was I, I met a, a Ukrainian woman here in the U.S. and went out a couple of times. And apparently the second date ended because I just casually referred to her as Russian. <laughs> so I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to downplay their ethnicity. If these people are unique and and expressing themselves and sticking up for themselves, then good for them. I I I you know of course I I appreciate that with any any white people. But otherwise, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, so uh, my ignorance, my bliss. Ultimately, it's it's not our fight. Uh, it's it's none of our concern. Never is Americans. Yeah, uh, what's what's Ukraine? You know, I mean, Ukraine is it's a place, it's, I, and it's no. got a people. What that, is Aleppo? Yeah, I, but it's not us. That's, thank you, Spectre. You know what it is and what it isn't, uh, and what it means for us is just that here's the conflict. You know, I'm I'm always going to uh, come out on the side of no more brother wars. I wish this matter could be yes solved diplomatically, uh, but the Jewish power over the West isn't keen to let that happen i mean the reality is russia can stomp on ukraine militarily it's not going to be close uh and the only thing that could possibly make it close which in you know for those of you in real rhinelander a close war means a very bloody war is the fact that uh western powers are going to prop up the ukraine ukrainian fighting chances uh, in any hot conflict they'll intervene on behalf of the ukrainians if it were the a matter of ukraine by itself and just russia saying we need uh you know we need to talk get over here yeah (laughs) let us annex this territory with ethnic russians living in it ukraine would have no choice but to uh capitulate in this matter and maybe you can uh maybe you don't like the idea of you know that level of uh diplomatic uh bullying but it's again at that point it's not really our concern uh but what it would mean is the resolution of this crisis without a war and if if uh you believe in the no the idea of no more brother wars that is the best outcome yeah i okay i'm not saying my based china or my based russia i'm actually just I want to take one single element. I can criticize everything else about their systems or whatever. I'm not – whatever. Uh, Russia sticks up for the Russian people. You know, you, you, They do things wrong. I'm not talking about their politics. I'm not talking about their ultimate goals. But the, doing things to promote the interest of Russian people, in this case in particular with ethnic Russians living in the Ukraine. The Chinese, say what you will about their system. If you're Chinese, you know that your government ultimately is about protecting – and defending the interests of your people, you, the Chinese people. Wouldn't that be – can you imagine what that would feel like if we had something like that? No. Can you? I, I mean, can't. Never in my life. Different. Yeah, it's never happened. Ima- imagine <laughs> having a government – like even if you disagree with a lot of things going on with it, you know that ultimately they have your best interests at heart. You as a white American, that's who they're concerned about first and foremost, and they're going to put your interests first. Can you imagine that? I can't. It's, it's, it's a foreign concept. How comfy would that be? Well, hell, look. I, oh, I mean, it's not always going to be uh, 
comfortable per se, but it is like it's transcendent. Uh, yes, it, it's something that it inspires awe and like commands respect. You know, there there is a a legitimacy to that kind of governance that we don't have and we never have had in this country. Yeah, what do you think, Larry? I agree. <clears throat> That's why we bring you on to be so loquacious. I like that. Yeah, no, I was, um, I, was, I, was, I was addressing something that was happening here in the basement. I was muted for just a moment. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry I, about that. Uh, I didn't like mean to put la- you on the spot. For I just... like 10 seconds, the last thing I, I remember I hear, remember hearing talking about was trying to imagine a government like that that gave a shit about us. It's such a insane idea to, us, to younger people. I mean, to you too, though. Because you're not. Oh, like, it is. You're not like that old. You know what I mean? Like. No, Generation X, we we definitely grew up with the whole idea that... Your government didn't give a shit about you either. (laughs) Exactly. It was indifferent to us. I mean, we were the first with that whole, you know, kind of fight club on we kind of thing. Um, You know, there was no something more transcendent. And we certainly didn't trust the government. I mean, uh, we we were too ironic and edgy and all that, even if we weren't woke. So even if we weren't, you know, aware of things. But... No, uh, my generation certainly. Do. I mean, this is the post-Vietnam era uh, generation, so we certainly never had you know faith in the city on the hill and that all things would be. I mean, we we probably had some faith in some of the trappings of it. I think I've talked about before how like when you grow up, uh, especially like in the '80s, you would have thought, you know, uh, the you know the FBI are like the fucking Elliot Ness, the Untouchables. They're just these incorruptible guys who stand outside of politics. All they do is protect, uh, you know, the innocent, and they go after the criminals. Honorable and men. of course now. Honorable men all. And now we know that they're a bunch of fucking perverts and swingers and uh, lesbians, and they walk around in dad jeans, and they harass people for their politics, and they do the bidding of the ADL. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we may have had a few of the faith in the trappings, but we never had any faith that this government actually had our best interest at heart. It, no, was, it, was, no, basically the, it was basically the same thing then, but like less people knew about it because the internet didn't exist. Now it's all yeah. coming to light because people can like look shit up. It's all like it's all at our fingertips. Well, yeah, I, I said this before. Look, look how in in uh, twenty twenty, the summer, we witnessed in real time this entire race riot thing going on throughout the whole summer. We saw these cities burning. We saw all the, this violence, and they tried to gaslight us. Not only at the time with you know everybody remembers the classic headlines like mo- fiery but mostly peaceful protests. But after January 6, 2021, they tried to make it like that was the one ever violent insurrection that's ever happened in this country. That was a that was worse than anything that ever happened in the summer of 2020. And by God, uh, this was – I mean they were gaslighting us in real time. And this is where we have instant recording. Everybody's got a camera. Everything's on tape. Everything's being uh, – there's cameras everywhere. So how could they possibly gaslight us? Well, they're still trying it. So imagine what it was like in the 60s during the race riots. How they gaslit people because they didn't have access to it. Not just no internet, but you know, very few actual photos or film footage. Think about post World War II, the lies they made up there. I mean, uh, it it makes you like look at most history and you realize that it's all it's all just been narrative building and it's all built on uh, just a foundation of sand. It's and you know you can't really trust much any of it. I'm not getting into paranormies territory when I say that. I just mean they are so desperate to gaslight us. There's, we're seeing it done when we have all these reality checks at our fingertips. Just imagine how bad it was 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Yeah, when it was what, the yeah. big three? The big three and the New York Times. I mean that was that was the, that controlled the narrative. 
Yeah, it's not. And now it's now it's what as if it's like a whole lot better now. There's like a bunch of little like shit bag internet <laughs> sites you can go to to you know news aggregate site like Drudge pulls from all these other like bullshit places, but it's still like the same stuff. CNN, oh, it's, MSNBC. It serves a narrative. Yeah. Well, like even the the conservative news, the revolver dot news and stuff like that. It's all you know. It's it's kosher sandwich. It's narrative control. It's setting the boundaries of revolver. What can be discussed? Revolver. Someone hand me a fucking revolver. Put like to put to my side of my head, dude. I'm not trying to read any of this fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> God, that reminded me of something Smasher posted like right around New Year's uh, while we were on our hiatus. And he was like, "The only thing I'm kissing at midnight is." A tree at 130 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. That's so fucking funny. It's like, oh, I can't, can't wait to, to bring in the new year, like, making out with my shotgun. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, We, we promised we were going to try to get out of here by... by uh, in about eight minutes, because I know Larry, you have something to get to, but and I, I talk too much. So, do you guys want to talk about anything else before we wrap up? Uh, I, I didn't have anything else. Uh, Larry, anything? Yeah, yeah. Actually, sorry, my fucking microphone wouldn't unmute. My bad, dude. Don't uh, worry about it, dude. No, I, th- I saw this thing. It was like pretty disgusting. We can like I can read through this pretty quick if you guys want. Uh, Certainly. Yeah, first non-binary Winter Olympian challenges ice skating stereotypes. So, uh, which uh, oh, is this God. a nigga? Again? No, 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 no. This is a this is a uh, white guy. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, no, Timothy Leduc, Leduc or something. Yeah, Leduc. Yeah, okay. more Timothy Leduc. You know what I'm saying? Like, what an <laughs> asshole this guy is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, whenever, yeah, they. Him and is his... this a Canadian? Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's he's an American, actually. But um, oh no. Yeah. So Timothy Deluck and partner Ashley Kane Gribble, uh, they aim to break down figure skating gender norms. When Timothy Leduc takes to the ice in Beijing as the first openly non-binary Winter Olympian, the figure skater aims to challenge gender stereotypes and pave the way for other athletes who feel neither male nor female. The American, who uses they, them pronouns, wants to nix traditional notions that all skating duos tell Romeo and Juliet stories, and instead present a show of equality and strength with Olympic partner Ashley Kane Gribble. So... Do you got any of you guys uh, big figure skater fans? Admittedly, I am not. <laughs> it's going to come as a shock to you, but I also am not. Okay. I've, some, I've watched it a couple times in the Olympics, but it's not like I, I follow it. Well, yeah. Everybody's been forced by their mom to sit down at one point or another and, and at least sit through one routine. So I know what it is, and but, I think I also saw the Will Ferrell movie. But it's like <laughs> figure skating. I'm not trying to – yeah, Blade's Glory was fucking was, – I used to think that movie was pretty funny, but uh, I, like figure skating, provocative. I don't... It gets the people going. <laughs> yeah, my it's... non-binary gender is provocative. <laughs> I don't want to like a sport to exist, like um, figure skating, to be an expression of another, like ice skating as an expression of homosexuality. Well, that whole movie, the whole plot was like it's funny because it's kind of gay. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, the the whole premise of the comedy factor is like, ha, they yeah, kind of look like women in the leotards. But this, that's funny. But this, but this uh, is the real life, though. Yeah, we and live was, in this. That I movie don't... didn't come out like, like a century ago, man. Well, almost, bro. I mean, what, like ten years ago? Uh, maybe longer than that. Uh, it was um, 2007. Yeah, yeah, so longer than that. But like, still, it was only 07. No, and there were some other like, years funny ago, things man. about it. Was how like full of himself the character Will Ferrell played, and he was like an old, like a washed up piece of shit. He's like, oh, you smell like urine. He's like, a lot. Like, oh, a lot. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just tired of everything having to be challenged at this point. And there's there's a reason that that things kind of work out. There's a reason that there's stories that we continue to go to as a people, as individuals. Um. You know, and it, whether it's the romantic, the the hero and the princess, or you know, the the standard hero's journey, um, the, the the standard romance between a man and a woman, just because you want to do it in a faggoty way doesn't add anything to it. All you're saying is, I want to challenge this. That kind of reminds me of that fucking Anita Sarkeesian. Well, men enjoy video games where there's violence and big boobs, and I want to challenge that. They shouldn't enjoy that. They shouldn't have what they enjoy. Fuck you. Just. Leave things alone. God damn. There's a reason. When you we lose our patience, there's a reason all these horrible stories about what European people can do um, exist. It's it, because eventually it's not, it's not the big crime that sets us off. It's that last one. And that last one is what triggers the horror that follows. Where, you know, again, you make the white kids angry. They fucking white countries off the map. Yeah, so I'm. Just, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just a little triggered by this in a, in a weird way. Well, yeah, and it's all like you know what. This this may sound strange, and Anike, you just watched this the other week. But this reading this article sort of makes me think of like, like this faggot and um like non-binary shit. Is it just sort of reminds me of like the movie Alien? Do you know what I mean? You got mm-hmm. these how they they will pop out of like those eggs and they attach themselves to people's face and then they burst out like they will burst out of the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like what these people are doing. They like they want to get a foothold in, right? So this like this is the first guy doing this, and he wants to like nix traditional, like this traditional idea. So he like attaches himself to figure skating. He's in the Olympics now. He's like part of the part of something that isn't bad like itself. Like figure skating, I'm not a big fan of it, but it is cool. It does look cool to see like. Well, it takes like, skill, of course. Yeah, and, and oh like, yeah, pretty women Lots out there skill. like. Like figure skating and shit, it, it does look really fucking awesome. Now you have these faggots like attaching themselves to this sport that is like a beautiful expression, and mm-hmm. eventually over time, it's going to multiply to where in like ten or fifteen years, when it like bursts out of the chest of figure skating, it's going to be like the xenomorph of. It's all going to be faggot <laughs> shit. It's going to be ugly and horrific. Like the yes, it's all yeah. going to be faggot shit, and it's just going to be like the xenomorph, like walking around and just destroying everything. So then, like kids are going to want to grow up to be like homosexual ice skaters. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I no, hope. I... These it, people are BTFO'd by like some Spanish Fabio Giga Chad, or like the the Chinese team that's been like drill instructed on sk- figure skating since they were like three years old. I I hope they're just blown the fuck out. And here, proof of what I'm saying. He I, uh, and I hate the fact that I have to cheer against my own country because what my own country represents is disgusting. Yeah. Nah, yep. it, it's fine. America sucks. 
But we, we, yeah, I, mean, I actually don't like have a, a problem a physical... cheering against America. I, can't <laughs> I don't want to have to. Well, it's not like I. Cheer, cheer, I mean, cheer on for... one level, I I'm not cheering against you know my people. I'm cheering against what what's put up to represent my people. This this awful representation cheer. that reflects me in no way. Cheer for Greece, dude. There you go. Perfect. I will. Yeah. So, but to back up what I'm saying about the the xeno the, the homosexual xenomorphs. He says, my hope is now being openly binary, being openly non-binary, and being outspoken about this, is maybe it will make a path for other non-binary and queer athletes that come into pairs and ice dance. And they, 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 this, so he wants no more Romeo and Juliet. They want to do, like, fucking Romeo and, like, Balthazar, like, skating. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, faggot shit. I just, I don't, yep. just uh, I feel like Charlie Day, and it's always sunny when somebody talks to him for two moments. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. What, not what you were saying, but what he was saying. I just, I don't need my expectations subverted all the time. I don't, and I don't want to see this. And no one wants this. Literally, nobody wants this. Nobody's asking for this. Uh, and you're only going to make it worse. It gets it's, worse. It's like watching those black women doing ballet. And they're, we're going to update it for a more tradition, you know, more urban and contemporary and hip black approach and they basically just twerk on their toes oh dude it gets worse it gets worse though a record number of openly um fucking lgbt plus now athletes will compete will compete at the winter olympics according to the the uh, gay news site outsports following the record set at 2020s 2021 summer olympics in tokyo it's like the record it's like when did we start fucking keeping track of this shit faggots and like tranny shit is like it's very recent but then it goes on. Tokyo also saw first, the first openly transgender and non-binary Olympians, including Canadian footballer Quinn, who uses one name. So he's like back to the fucking like savage muck muck shit of like my name is <laughs> is is Mountain. You know, like he, just Quinn. Oh, but what's your name? Quinn. Quinn what? Just Quinn. It's just Quinn. He uses one name and then U.S. skateboarder Alana Smith. Who was misgendered by broadcasters using the wrong pronouns? Like what the get fuck? What the <laughs> fuck is that? Like bitch? Like and I and uh, I don't know. Like the I mean, this is also like I guess this is also like super basic here, but it's like the, just that people are so into the, like oh well, I'm so special. I'm my like who I am as an individual. I could grow up to be anything, and I have to like be on this fucking island. It's like such an Consider expression that, of individualism. Know, They're like how it's. I'm not even a, a his or her. I'm a fucking they and them. It's like that's fucking plural. Like you're uh, you're admitting to being an insane person. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Cons consider how that, in and of itself, is a uh, a like a larger picture uh, corruption of what the Olympics is supposed to represent. That if you focus on the individual athletes, you are uh, a departing from the idea of these people as representatives of a nation. Dude, it's not individualistic enough, Mikay. Like, to, to be an individual participant participating on behalf of a country, it's not individualistic enough. They have to take it a step further. They have to be like, oh, I'm not just an individual participating in, in an individual sport. I am also, like, a fucking... A fag! A fag! Or a non-binary queer, liquid gender, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Liquid gender? That's not a thing, is it? No, fluid. Oh, gender it, it fluid. Will be. No, it is a thing. Yes, that's gender it. fluid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suck it no, against it's, yourself. It's... You're more correct than you know. 
Yeah, it is. I, I actually remember in uh, in right, you know, in learning to become a better writer. I mean, it had it was beaten out of me to never accidentally let slip a uh, a, a, a plural pronoun for an individual. And now it's like part of the fucking AP style book to do otherwise. I mean, this is how upset down the world has gotten. And it's that's just one little example, of course. But yeah, you know, these motherfuckers yeah, it's, it's, are sorry. These motherfuckers out here think they're like the they're like the fucking T one thousand from Trans from Terminator Two, the liquid metal guy. They can just transform into whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> we got these like faggot Terminator like T like Terminator skateboarders out here, but it's like the tranny one thousand. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> Quinn, the muck muck man, and uh, U.S. skateboarder that nobody knows what the fuck it is. And when did skateboarding... I don't, now I'm, I'm going to really suck it all. I'm getting tired of that. I actually just... My idea of the Olympics should go back to, like, the original, like, what, 10 field track and field events, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Should be some running, some javelin throwing, some shot putting, some high jumping, and then we all fucking go home. Yeah. I you mean, I, I used to skateboard. I skated for a long time. But... I oh, no, I, I, I get skateboarding. I'm just saying, it, I'm just a traditionalist, I guess. But no, do they have the Olympics fucking X Games. Games. Yeah. yeah, we already had that, yeah. We, we already had this fucking, the, 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 the fucking, the Olympics for, like, all of these sports. The BMX, biking, and all that shit. I don't know if it's in the Olympics, but then, like, oh, we gotta have Olympic tennis and Olympic uh, something or other. Like, fuck off, like... We don't have to do that. The Olympics don't have to be that complicated. And you know what? The Olympics are fucking going to be in, in, like, Greece forever. Hell yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing the, Olymp based. the Olympics in fucking... We can get all Bronze Age pervert and say, we, we demand traditionalism. All, they, all of them have to participate naked. Yeah, it's like, if, <laughs> this isn't... Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the Olympics. This is, like, some fake-ass shit. Some, um, like, this is nonsense. I don't know. It's it's like it's like if water skiing or, or jet skiing out of uh, oh, idiocracy was like the the lead Olympic sport in the future, like jet, jet skiing. skiing. Yeah, I don't know. I Escalade driving, fucking <laughs> Escalade driving, <laughs> Escalade driving, Hen <laughs> Hennessy drinking, <laughs> drug dealing. So we get more, <laughs> get more. Niggers. Well, now we're getting back to what is the the, the hundred meter television dash? Yeah, one hundred meters of television under your arm. Yeah, dude, the fucking yeah, the, the ghetto um, Olympics, <laughs> the, ar the the armed robbery and hurdles, <laughs> the counterfeit twenty passing, <laughs> the shotgun put him on his ass. <laughs> mm. The cop knee dodging. Yeah. <laughs> Olympic Run, running from that alimony check. <laughs> like triple watermelon patch Charles. jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, we're gonna go on that one. That's a high note. <laughs> um, you guys got anything to plug? Uh, listen to the young fights on the right stuff. Biz. Yes, and I know you got a hate house coming out tonight, right? Or you're recording tonight, Larry? Um, no, we. I have two episodes of editing and stuff, um, but no, I'm going to put one of them up tonight. We did a pretty raucous episode the other other night that I need to go back through and edit and get nice. that fixed and up. But people should fucking follow my Odyssey channel. It's like odyssey.com slash Larry Ridgeway. Okay, I'll make sure that gets in the notes. And then um, you and I still need, I still need to come on hate house as soon as uh, we can get that working now but we're all back from hiatus so maybe we can start putting out some content as it were yeah but i'm uh, trying to get on and start doing the doing the program more often all right so you know so it's, well, uh, I, podcasting so, sort of like binge drinking um specter you know 
you, you um, I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar. You do a lot of it at once, and then you don't want to do it for a while. But then you're like, I'm gonna get drunk for like the next six weeks, every day. I'm just kidding. I don't ever do but that. You but you literally just des- <laughs> described my last two weeks of my life. No, I'm kidding. I don't. Do, I don't do that. <laughs> um, no, I'm I don't kidding. want people to think that. They'll be like, no. oh, he's, he's getting, getting, getting drunk no. again. But, nope, nope, nope. No, no, we're all uh, making our lives better and bettering ourselves. That's part of this whole thing. That's what we're that's doing. Right. That's why we're doing it. But um, go to national-justice.com for uh, great journalism, and this is hyphenmag.com for the same. Go to nationaljusticeparty.com for all your political needs, and go to antelopehillpublishing.com for lots and lots of books. Borzoi's book, my book, the book that uh, Nikkei has an essay in, all these different books, uh, including, like I said, Servium. And uh, the Open Society Playbook, which are uh, two of their new uh, products. Join us each week at the TRS Radio Network behind the paywall for premium content. It's the right stuff.biz slash paywall. And that's it for this week, folks. Remember, Mojave, Mo Problems. Mr. Producer, Hail Victory. See ya, Kyle.
We'll be right back.